15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFerry, an award-winning sports reporter whose Dallas Cowboys did not lose this weekend. Nothing like a bye week to get you back on track, Anthony. Now, in the meantime, my New York Giants, two-game win streak, half a game out of the division title in the NFC East. And more importantly, you're one more win away from doing what Shannon Sharp called impossible this season, an NFC East team winning three games in a row. <laughs> well done. Look, we could win the division at 4-12. and 12. I'll take that. Mathematically possible at this point. <laughs> we are approaching week 10 in fantasy football. That means for most people, uh, the trade deadline is fast approaching. So we put together a more comprehensive section where we're going to talk about many people that you may want to buy low on, sell high on as you get into the playoffs. Real quick, at FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. If you have not already hit the subscribe button, whether you're watching on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do so so you get that notification every time we put on a new episode. Lastly, please share with a friend. Also, uh, 12 o'clock noon uh, on Sunday Eastern time, Anthony and I will be live to answer all of your start-sit questions. And before we get to our trade targets, Anthony and I are first going to come with you with our top five waiver wire ads going into week 10. Anthony will give us his five through two, then me, and then we'll each hit with our number one. But real quick before we start, I just want to make mention that we are recording this before the Monday night football game. So we don't know yet how Ryan Nall is going to do, how Darnell Mooney is going to do, and how Lamar Miller is going to do. So make sure that you use your own discretion there. Anthony, hit him with your five through two. Okay, real quick, just a super quick honorable mention. Alex Smith, just because he gets Cincinnati and Dallas the next two weeks, great bye week injury fill-in, uh, and you're going to hate the rest of this list, though, Paul. Number five, your favorite quarterback in the world, Phillip Rivers. Um, I, dude, I know talent-wise, but listen, over the next six weeks, he has matchups including Green Bay and two with Houston. So they're pretty, pretty decent value there. Number four, Naheem Hines. Dude, he scored 20 points in two of the last three games. He's the pass catching back. I don't know. Worth a shot. Number three, and this one's going to be interesting, and I'm, I'd love to hear your take on it a little bit down the line, is Josh Reynolds. 12 points in three of the last four games, and more importantly – he's seen his targets go up from five to eight to nine to 10 in that stretch. Really like him as a depth guy spot starter. And number two, Wayne Gallman. I honestly believe he's the best running back of the lot with the giants and he's the best when they have to play from behind, which outside of this last week here, they've been doing more often than not. Yeah. Wayne Gallman's looked pretty good. I've been impressed with him. Uh, I, Left him off my list only because it's a name we've spoke of a few times, but I'm going to repeat a couple names as well. I try not to repeat. I try to give people some new stuff. Uh, Josh Reynolds was my, uh, my single honorable mention because of what you just said. Uh, eight targets in his last – eight plus targets in his last three games. They are working more three wide receiver sets than they have in the last two years. Uh, even with Brandon Cooks when they had him there. 
Reynolds looked pretty good. I, I kind of like that on your list, Anthony. That was a good one. All right, my number five is Pittman. I was not so high on him coming out of college. I thought he was slow, but he's 6'4". He's got a big body. Phillip, he's actually a pretty good route runner. Rivers seemed to generate a pretty good rapport with him. I think he's worth a scoop. I think he might be the number one receiver on that team moving forward. I like him better than Zach Pascal or T.Y. or Marcus Johnson. Number four is a player that I don't think is very talented, but is in a great situation, and that's Kalen Balaj. Uh, he had, until Eckler comes back, he is going to get the majority of carries. Joshua Kelly is what you and I said he was preseason, and he is not very good. Number three, I've got Salvin Ahmed. Now, I know Gaskin could be taken off IR at any time, and Matt Breida uh, could come back as well, but Ahmed's pretty good. He's worth the streaming start here, and that is something that's hard to come by from a running back perspective. My number two is a player that I've now been touting for three weeks, and I have to repeat him because I can't say it enough. Jalen Rieger, tough matchup last week against, against Bradbury, which is why he only got targeted seven times. Bradbury is one of the top three cornerbacks in all of football. Jalen Rieger is going to go off moving forward. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting list. I like Pittman out of all the guys you've mentioned the most to me. I think he has the most uh, long-term upside that he could become the number one target in Indianapolis. Another guy you mentioned on your list is Jalen Rieger. I would have included him, but I included him last week. It's a guy you've really loved the last few weeks. Um, I probably would have cheated and put him back on the list had Wentz not been Carson Wentz this last week but I love his talent love his speed I mean you gotta remember the birds actually drafted him in front of Justin Jefferson so they, they have to see something in him something's got to be there Paul yeah and I think we saw that a little bit the last couple of weeks he's led the team in targets for a couple of weeks now and who is your number one waiver wire pickup of the week well I'm gonna go back to the Paul Stoltz well and go with your guy Damian Harris um just a couple quick little factoids about him Every game since week three, dude, he's had double-digit carries. Okay, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, on Sunday Night Football, uh, big national game, feature game of the week, 22 for 121 yards. That is a monster game. And somehow, he's only owned in 44% of leagues, Paul. It makes no sense. By... The end of Wednesday, he needs to be owned in 100% of leagues. Yeah, I've been absolutely all over him for probably four or five weeks now. He was somebody that I actually put on my sleeper list preseason because I truly think even with Sony Michelle there, he is the best back in that system. And we've seen that now for four straight weeks. He's been over five yards a carry every game he's started now. There are only a few running backs in the NFL that have done that one of which being Dalvin Cook. From a skill perspective, Damian Harris, the comparison for me is Mark Ingram. He is not super fast, but he looks fast when he gets the ball because he goes from zero to 100 really quickly. Mark Ingram seeks out contact a little more than Harris does, but they have the same burst through the hole, and their vision is fantastic. You almost never see them with a negative carry. In fact, Damian Harris's second negative carry of the year was last night. All right, Ant, my number one, I'm going to go to the Patriots well, Jacoby Myers. 
The law firm. Let's go. Jacoby Myers is the best route runner on that team. He is in the right place at the right time. And what I, the reason I think that is, is he's a former college quarterback. We saw the arm last night. He threw a touchdown pass, but he knows how to read a defense and he knows where to sit down in the off, uh, in, in the, in the right zone, in the seam. And he is always open for Cam Newton. Yeah, Paul, I absolutely love that pick. I'm going to go out on a limb and take it even further and say he is going to be the Patriot pass catcher to own for the rest of the year. Uh, I don't know exactly when Edelman is going to come back, but even when he does, we're not Matt Patricia. It's 2020. It's not 2010. It's not 2015. It's 2020. He's younger. He's faster. He's better. He's going to win us games. If you guys have a question on anybody else that maybe is or isn't on this list, go ahead and leave a comment on YouTube or hit us up at FCK Podcast. We are happy to answer your questions. All right, Ant, on to the trade target portion. Part of the feedback that we've gotten from you guys is that you love the analysis, but you want more. In, in other words, you want us to discuss more players as part of this section. And given that it's week 10 in the trade deadline for a lot of you, we're going to hit you with about 10 to 12 guys, rapid fire, uh, and give you our thoughts on whether or not it's somebody you should be picking up because they have a, a good long-term prognosis in the league, uh, or if it's somebody you should sell high on right now. So, Ant, when you get someone that you say, hey, this is someone I should trade for, you say, go for it. And if it's someone that you think you should sell high on, you should say, punt it. All right? So are you punting or are you – Going for it on Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, it's, it's actually a much tougher question than you think, Paul, because he's really been hot garbage the last couple of weeks. His line is a mess. His ankle is wonky. I'm hoping the bye week is going to help him. Um, I think your answer depends on your situation. I hate to use that cop-out, but if you're 6-4, and 7-3 and three or better – I think it's worth taking a gamble and making a move. If you're worse than that, five and five, four and six or worse, it might be time to cash out. Um, Tyler Biotish, who's emerged as the starting center, he's going to be out for a few weeks. They're going to kick Looney back out to center as a result. I, I don't, you know, it's, it's very, very precarious right now. I actually had him for you as well. So what would you recommend? Yeah, so I'm going for it only if... I have two other running backs that I'm comfortable with, right? So if my third running back, for example, is Wayne Gallman or Salvin Ahmed or, you know, even Damian Harris, who I do feel pretty comfortable with but has a pretty difficult schedule, I'm going to package one of them with a wide receiver three and see if somebody is desperate to bite or has just totally given up on Zeke. Yeah, that's, that, that's a smart way to go about doing it. I mean, if you can trade Gallman – and a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. I don't care if you're two and eight, you make that trade and take your, take your shot, like, honestly. Yeah, he's a lottery uh, ticket at this point. All right, man, Michael Thomas, punting or going for it? Punt. Punt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just – that situation's a mess. If, if they were, like, getting along there, I would be more inclined to. Although, one glimmer of hope, Paul – uh, as much as I'm sorry to say it, I don't know if you've heard the news with Drew Brees. Um, he's going to be out for a while. 
maybe heinous Jameis forces the ball more down the field could help him. Uh, that's the best I could think of at the moment, though. Yeah, I mean, same thing that I said with Zeke, right? He's a bit of a lottery ticket, probably a little bit, a little bit more expensive market value than Zeke is. But if somebody's trying to trade him, trying to get rid of him, I mean, if you got two wide receivers that you're comfortable with, you could you could go for it. I like Jameis Winston a little bit more than you do because Jameis will just fire the ball to his best receivers, which is why, you know, Mike Evans had such a good year last year. Um, how about this guy, Kareem Hunt? So Kareem Hunt has done better when Nick Chubb is, uh, is playing, but I think Kareem Hunt owners have, have known that. So, I mean, I'll punt off of a good game, but I think he's kind of at market value. We all kind of know what he is. He's 10 to 12 carries a game, five catches. Um, how about Marvin Jones? He had that monster game this week. What do you do? That he did. I am punting on Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones never strings together three and four consecutive good games. Mm. Uh, look, and, he, and he's also too touchdown dependent for my liking. Galladay should get healthy in the next couple of weeks. TJ Hawkinson will be worked more into the offense. Danny Amendola was hurt. He's going to get more targets as he comes back. I think you sell high right now and punt on Marvin Jones. Here's one. He's been frustrating me all year, so I think you'll give a better take than I will, and that's Hollywood Brown. You knew it before I even said it from the smirk. When you, when you, said, when you said frustrating you all year, I knew who you were going with. You made the point a couple weeks ago that you felt like Hollywood Brown is the next – Tyreek Hill, right? And Matthew Berry has said that as well. And, and my response was, he's not the same route runner that Tyreek Hill is. Tyreek Hill was a big play gadget guy for two years and then just refined his route running. Marquise Brown is not doing a good job of recognizing the coverages he's in and, and lending enough support to Lamar Jackson. Granted, he is seeing a lot of double teams, a lot of safety help, but I don't think it's worth you know, trading for, you know, giving up something on, on Hollywood Brown right now. Is he still going to get that 60-yard touchdown catch at some point? Yeah, sure. But I'm not willing to trade for it right now. He's Lee Evans, basically. <laughs> nice. Lee Evans. Nice. All right, I'm going to give you one that I think uh, I know the answer. We're starting to figure out what is Antonio Brown now. What do you think he is? Is he somebody you're punting on or is he somebody you're going for? I'm going for with him. I like what he's shown us the first couple of weeks. I think the chemistry is only going to get better with Brady. I think the rust is going to go away further. He's not going to be prime Antonio Brown, but 70% Antonio Brown is worth owning. No, I, I, I think his – look, he looks good. He doesn't look like he did in Pittsburgh, but uh, he's worth owning right now. Yeah, absolutely. And then – uh, I'll hit you with my last guy real quick because we're running out of time here, and that's Hunter Henry. Up and down all year. That's a tough one. I am actually – yeah, I'm going to go for it with Hunter Henry. Uh, his target share was down. Herbert's been going to the wide receivers more and more lately. But I think he's a little undervalued right now. Hunter Henry owners – are a little down on him. I think he's worth picking up. He'll see more targets as uh, 
the wide receivers get more attention for, from Herbert. Yeah, that, that's the funny thing. I, as a Hunter Henry owner, um, it's pretty funny because I just when I reach the point where I'm like, ah, oh, boy, I'm done with Hunter Henry. I can't deal with him anymore. He goes out and has a nice game. He had a nice game yesterday. Yeah. I forget what he did off the top of my head, but I was like, that is adequate tight end one production, like where I'm not going to like look to cut bait. I'll hold for a week, but um very, very frustrating all, all, all year. He's very up and down, like I said. I've got two, two more for you. They were two of the best receivers coming out of uh, last year's college class, and they're really the same exact player, DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown. Okay. Um, Metcalf, I'm going for it with, uh, so long as the, as the asking price isn't completely ludicrous. Uh, AJ Brown, I'm not, I've never been a big AJ Brown fan. I believe he dropped a couple of pretty sure touchdown catches, including an early one on Thursday night football that really would have put Indianapolis behind the eight ball. Um, Metcalf is just a freaking monster. I, I really, really like him. Yeah, so I feel similarly to you. Metcalf is a go for it, only on the basis, look, only on the basis of that many DK Metcalf owners are down on him right now after that last game where he was smothered by Jalen Ramsey. He will be fine from here on forward. A.J. Brown is somebody I'm looking to trade if, I, if I'm getting good value for him. I'm punting. He's got at Baltimore, at Indy in his next two weeks. If he's got good value in your league – I might trade him and try to get another running back out of it. Well, that'll do it for the players we're here to discuss, but please hit us up, whether it's on Instagram or here on YouTube in the comments section to answer any players we didn't discuss. Happy to help you um, individually if that works for you. At FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, please give us a share, uh, whether that's on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. That way you get notified of any of our further videos and good stuff today everybody thanks for tuning in